Disclaimer. Explain It Me is a podcast hosted by two adults who drink in the safety of their own home. If you're joining in on the fun while listening, please drink responsibly, don't drink and drive, and know your limits. Stay safe and have fun. As you listen to episodes, you may hear us make mistakes like names of films, actors and actresses, as well as other unrelated facts. Please remember that we are both intoxicated while making the show and are aware of these mishaps. Please do not yell at the podcast while listening. We cannot hear you. I'm two and a half wines in. <laughs> I feel red. Can we get back to the movie, please? Kiss confusion. <laughs> oh, we don't know that yet. <laughs> Dad's disease. Explain it me. Explain. Explain it me. Explain it me. I just, I don't see the point in drinking when the drink is gross. You don't think about it, and you just become the whitest bitch in the world and chug. I'm already white. Obviously not white enough to know that you just need to fucking swallow through the bed. There's a chance I'm not fully white, but we don't want to talk about that. Oh, God. My ancestry is like a game of Clue. You never know who's going to be behind door number three. I don't think that's how Clue goes, but... <laughs> Jesus Christ, I just thought of the fucking... What the fuck is his name? Hemsworth? Hem- Find- what? Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, finding out that he has, like, crazy... Alzheimer's? Yeah. yeah being like, that's not the case for you. You're two placent... Two placent... Two placenta... Black. Are you alright? Are you alright? I didn't just say two placenta black. Because I, I said two okay. percent. I, I know meant what you to... were trying to say. So but then why can't what? your your brain and mouth ain't lining up? It is. It you just said two because placenta fucking... black. Yeah, you've said that to me, or like five percent black. I say five percent black. I don't say two placenta black. Because I misspoke, you dumb. I understand that. We usually fucking make fun of each other when we misspeak, and now you're like, I said, are you when okay? Did you say that? I said, are you okay? Right? <laughs> I said, are you all right? I'm fine. <laughs> we both get a little bit contentious when it comes to like getting crossfaded and it's like, are you as bad as I'm as bad? Yes, I'm as bad. <laughs> you want to jump right in? Fuck it. <laughs> Hello, <Hi>. Donna. Oh. <laughs> what? Hi. Hi, hi Stephanie. Hi. Hello. Hi, how are you? Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> How are you? Okay. I'm going to let you know right now mm-hmm. before we introduce the show. Okay. What movie I did. For safe bets, you can't look up the cast. I'll explain and try to describe characters as best I can, but you just can't look at the cast. Okay. We on the same? Because it's going to give something away? I think it will. Okay. So we're on neutral ground? Yeah, that's fine. I'm not the one constantly looking at their phone. I w- Oh, <laughs> you think you're Miss Popular? <laughs> Fuck you! I didn't know I came here to get attacked. I'm not even getting paid for this. You attacked me first. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Wait, no. Let's introduce the show first. I'm going to. Okay. I, I was you said you were going to say the movie. I wasn't going to. Okay. Welcome to... Explain it me. A podcast where... Or I'm fucking angry. <laughs> <laughs> Life's bad, okay? <laughs> Welcome to my show where my co-host is named White Rage. <laughs> a podcast where two women... Schwamming. Talk about a movie that's confusing in plot and one of us has never seen it. And... We are both intoxicated, and I just dropped my pillow. (laughs) 
Only one of us is supposed to be more fucked up than the other one. The one who's telling the movie. That would be me. I don't know anymore. We've had a hard day. Yeah. Hold on. Of trying to record a perfect episode. I'm picking up my pillow with my feet. <laughs> yes. True. Everything has been disrupt- disrupting. Disrupted. Disrupted. Also, we decided we're like, hmm, new flavor of White Claw. Why don't we try it? It we won't be enough. bad. It's fucking disgusting. Listen. I don't understand how stores can have every single fucking single flavor as a six-pack of White Claw, but not have the best fucking flavor. They've nope. never had it. I've never seen them fucking have it. My local Target has it. <laughs> we didn't go to Target. I know. We get it. Target is the motherland. They have everything. Hey, Stephanie, you want to know what movie we're doing today? Yes, I do, because I do not know. We are doing 1994's Color of Night. I have never heard of it. I know you haven't. Is it on your list? Yeah. Okay. I've seen this movie more than once because other podcasts I listened to talked about this movie. It is a, it's my, the same movie I do all the time. It is a psychological sex thriller. Why? What do you mean why? I don't mean to. I just gravitate toward them. I really thought like You don't try to mix it up? I do, but I was, we were editing last night. We didn't stop editing till 11. I looked for a movie. I first looked for a movie that was shorter in length. I really and then you're like, nah, one. fuck that. Out of the ones, they were ones that I'd never seen before. I was like, I want to do a movie I kind of know, so it won't be as hard for me to take notes. And that was not the case, even <laughs> though I've seen this fucking movie. Because some of the writing you're in this like, movie I is don't like, remember shit. So it's crazy. It is off the rails. Great. Stephanie just did the fountain. That was more like. Hippy dippy shit. I don't feel like it's that confusing when you're watching it. You can't do both at the same time. But trying to, but trying to write it down is fucking confusing. Noise. I sold one of my new stickers. Yeah, I have two Etsy shops. (laughs) In both episodes, you'll hear about both. Gonna drop one in each one. Uh, My other shop, if you're interested, is called the Other Shop Co. (laughs) And it's like cute, kind of gothy shit. So, if you're into that. They're very cool, I will say. Her, it's more just like weird, creepy, semi cutesy (laughs) shit. If Goth and Kawaii had a baby, (laughs) yes, it is the other shop. All right, you ready to find out about this movie? Yes, because I I know you know know nothing nothing about it. Right, right. The director is Richard Rush. He literally has made nothing that I even know that I could tell you that you would know. But he's directed. Then I definitely don't know nothing. Yeah. Well, you're going to know about this movie. Cool. Writers, two of them. One of them wrote the story. The other one adapted it into the screenplay. Okay. The guy who made this movie into a screenplay is named Matthew Chapman. He also has no films that I could tell you other than this. He's done. Okay. But the guy who wrote the story has written other films such as Captain Phillips. I've heard of I think that's the movie with Tom Hanks where the other guy's like, I'm the captain now. (laughs) I was about to say. Shattered Glass, which is a very good movie and, you know, a family favorite because it was on all the time growing up. They both sound familiar. I haven't seen either. The Hunger Games. Oh, what? Okay. And Flight Plan. What's Flight Plan? Flight Plan is that movie with Jodie Foster where she gets on a plane with her daughter and her daughter goes missing and the people on the plane are like, you didn't board this plane with a little kid. I've never seen that. This is so stupid, but... There is a sketch in Mad TV when Ike Barinholtz was on the show, and he, like, enters his house, and his wife is, like, having, like, some kind of chaotic thing happening with other people. And she's like, how is the movie, honey? And he's like, I saw a flight plan. It sucked. Like, 
so this is gonna suck cool oh this is <laughs> this is a whole other like level this? no this is a whole nother five stars shut up <laughs> don't do that yet all right bye guys <laughs> this movie is starring bruce willis okay he plays the lead role in it supporting cast is jane march who isn't really famous for much more than this and another movie she did before leslie ann warren who played miss scarlet in the clue film Brad Duroff, who is the voice of Chucky from the Child's Play franchise. Okay. And he's that dude in Lord of the Rings who's, like, puppeting the king with the black hair. Mm-hmm. Jesus, okay. Scott Bakula. What Which I can't remember much that he's in, but I know he's in Quantum Leap, the TV show that happened in the 80s or 90s. Um, and Eric LaSalle who was in Jacob's Ladder, if you remember. I know you don't, nope. but other people do. And he's famously been on the TV show ER. I know no one. Okay. You except know Bruce Willis. Bruce, Bruce Willis. You know Brad Duroff. I just told you he was in Lord of the Rings. He plays that. Yeah, but that's such a small And he does the voice role. of Chucky from Child's Play. That's just a voice. You're okay. So you ready for a question? Yeah. You're a psychiatrist. Okay. You are sexually attracted to one of your patients. Oh, no. We're entering bad territory already. Uh-uh. I'm going to kick them out and be like, let's fuck. But at this point, the sleeping with them is not... Are you a man or a woman? You me, are a woman. Okay. And he is a man. Okay. Because right. you are me. kind of straight. So <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that's why I'm just putting it like that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Set in the scene. So thank you. <laughs> for I'm sorry. Did I just Kevin Spacey you? Yeah. What the fuck? No, that's horrible. Don't call it that. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever. I'm not gonna get into that. You're um, fucking telling everybody my sexuality. Oh God. <laughs> Can I finish the question? Yes. Psychiatrist, attracted, crossing a line. You've crossed the point now of being like, should I fuck my patient or should I not fuck my patient? You're past that. You're like, okay, I'm a. Fuck I think my I'm patient. gonna fuck my patient, but they crazy they're your craziest patient so what do you do don't <laughs> do you know how bomb the sex could be <laughs> listen i've been through some shit that you know about. you're right i am too innocent i have not been through yeah, as much as you've been, I've through. been through some shit <laughs> so yeah but also don't don't forget you are in at least a powerful place because you can foretell what's going to happen or what could happen you have more control of the situation. Just because what you know about them? Yes. Still no. I know that's the whole movie, but... Or I'm sure it is. But no. I'm, I oh, have I too to much trauma. <laughs> Alright, that's your answer. That's fine. I respect it. If they weren't crazy, totally. <laughs> Especially the craziest. <laughs> like... Yeah, I know. That's why I said that, you know? We had to make it interesting. We had to roll the dice here. Yeah. Alright. This movie opens up. To some of the crazy, craziest erotic saxophone I've ever heard. It's Toad <laughs> pretending to be a saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> there is a woman in her apartment. Now, okay, I was trying to set up when I put this movie on. There's like a carousel of lipsticks when you first, like, when the movie starts. And there's a woman in her apartment, and she's got this fucking, you know, crazy-ass expensive apartment, and she's ripping shit up to find a lipstick. And I'm like, why okay. do you need this one lipstick? You have identical lipsticks in this carousel <laughs> thing that's spinning oh, on it. You animal. only like one color, literally. They're you all have the same color. They're the all the same, same color. <laughs> you don't need five neutral palettes, Donna. <laughs> Shut up. 
I don't even buy makeup anymore, okay? I'm a dumpster fire monster, okay? Same. Do you boom? Um, <laughs> so, this... <laughs> I was going to say nut job. <laughs> yeah, whatever. This nut job finds this lipstick, sits down at her memoir. smearing it How over. did you know? <laughs> did you I brought this movie. <laughs> Literally, at first, she's putting it on normal, and it's like a uh, an orange-red lipstick. And then she just starts putting it all over her face. Because then she opens her vanity drawer and she pulls out a gun. I thought you were going to say another lipstick. <laughs> this reminds me of a, a picture that I have that my parents took. I don't know. It was maybe like one or two where I got into someone's lipstick and I just smeared it all over my fucking face. And I'm just sitting in the hallway. I'm like, look at me. I'm, I'm not a woman. Don't say that. That's wrong. I'm me. <laughs> she puts this gun in her mouth. And he- like, you think she's going to blow her brains out. She starts blowing the gun. In the mirror. You know so what? This reminds that? me of another thing. <laughs> totally not about children. I don't, I shouldn't say that. That's horrible. <laughs> this is a smut book that I was reading. It's free if you have Kindle Unlimited. It's free if you pay for this thing. Yeah, it's free if you pay for this thing. Literally, like, I think it's in the first, like, chapter or two. This dude breaks into a house to kill a man. He finds a girl there, or, well, she sees him kill this dude. And then he starts fucking her with his gun. Okay, I'm two minutes in. <laughs> let's let's wheel let's reel it back in. All right. I love crazy smut books. <laughs> the next scene, this woman is in her shrink's office, and I will say that I am on the IMDb of this like movie. It is played. The character is played by Kathleen Wilhote or Hot. I know who she is. I've seen her in things. She's the psychiatrist? No, she's the, the woman who was smearing lipstick on her face. Okay. And then blowing a fucking pistol. Cool. Normal Tuesday. Now she's in her therapist's office. Her therapist... Her therapist is played by Bruce Willis. Got it. His name is... So I was the man. No, but in this case, you were a woman, because you're a woman. What sure. the fuck? <laughs> His name is Bill... Bradley. Kappa. Okay. Bill Kappa. She is fucking ranting and complaining about her life and like how it's garbage and her name is Michelle. He's kind of rich bitch who doesn't appreciate her fucking rich life. He tells her that she's overreacting about things or she's not looking at things in a more simplified way so she's creating problems for herself and Michelle says to Bill, you look you man. You think everything has to be black and white because you've gone colorblind. So listen to me. I'm going to say this one time. What? He is colorblind, but it really has nothing to do with this movie. They put this fucking side story into the film like it has to do with his character. Because there's scenes in black and white and there's just one no. of color? No. There's not. It literally There's blood doesn't... on the floor, but he thinks it's jizz? No. There's... N- it literally comes down to a conversation where someone's like, so you don't know what pink looks like? Like, that's it. <laughs> That's so dumb. I know. And the movie's called Color of Night, I Listen, guess. Listen, if y'all have been watching this show <laughs> on Netflix Listen. called oh. The Glory, you know about colorblindness. All right. Bill tells Michelle that she has a very limited view of the truth, and she invents God to cope with her problems, because I guess she was ma- mentioned in Jesus Christ. I don't know. I thought she's making her own problems. She's also inventing Jesus. Well, that you're inventing... She's inventing solutions to problems that don't exist. I don't know. But point is... He's very, he's being very facetious, callous with her instead of comforting her. Yeah. Whatever. He's fed up. So he says, turn around, look in the mirror. Let me spank that ass. What do you see? He's like, 
turn around, look back, and let me smack that all on the floor. Smack that. Give you some more. Smack, smack that, that till you get sore. Smack, smack that. that. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I remember? <laughs> so he tells her, look in the mirror. What do you see? And Michelle says, I don't see anything really. Except the view outside, actually. What are you, a fucking vampire? This woman turns around. And flashes him. Naruto runs out the fucking window. <laughs> and falls out. <laughs> An 80-story skyscraper in New York City. She's like, and hits the concrete. I see the sky. I want to fly. (laughs) Hits the concrete. Almost lands on a cop on a horse and is immediately dead. I don't think that's surprising that she's immediately dead. You can totally survive 80-story fall. Looks out the window and starts crying. Pussy. (laughs) So now we hear Bruce Willis speaking. And, like, I don't know, we're flashing between shit, people walking around or whatever. I thought that we were going to immediately cut to him being in a therapy session because therapists have to be in therapy. Yeah. No, he's at the eye doctor. And he's <laughs> telling his eye doctor about this. He's like, yo, I thought I saw a bitch fly out the window. Maybe? Maybe he was speaking in his session, but we saw him getting tested for other things because he's colorblind. <laughs> Remember? I forgot he's colorblind. <laughs> So I mean, at that point, wouldn't you know? You, I feel like you would get tested when you were like a kid. You wouldn't have to. Maybe get he tests. has to go for checkups to make sure that his vision is okay. I don't know. Uh, it's 1994. Is that a thing? I don't. Oh Are there more eye problems if you're colorblind? So now he is in his therapy session. His therapist is named Larry. I don't know his last Larry. name. Larry. There's a newspaper on Larry's desk, and it says that patient's family is suing her shrink over uh, suicide. Oh God. So Bill tells Larry. He didn't fucking throw her out the window. He basically was like, you're pathetic. <laughs> what do you see in the pathetic mirror, you pathetic bitch? And she was like, it, is he I talking see, down to her when he's I talking? I said that he's being callous. Well, I mean, he, he he's was not, being he's, very he straightforward. Says later, I guess he's I like, I pushed her too far. Whatever, I wasn't sensitive enough. bad. She's crazy. No. <laughs> she looked in the mirror. She was like, this shit empty. Yeet. <laughs> and threw herself out the window. I want to fill myself with air and hit the concrete. Powered. So Bill tells Larry that he does feel responsible for Michelle's death. And the shrink says, well, you always were a romantic. What? He says, are you seeing anybody? Are you fucking anybody? And Bill's like, no, I'm not seeing anybody. You know what I think of immediately after I have a patient eat themselves out my office window? Do I fuck enough? Pussy. Yeah. (laughs) Bill says, I'm not drunk enough. (laughs) Bill doesn't say that, but I'm sure he would. (laughs) Bill says, I'm not seeing anybody because women only want to fuck me or marry me. None of them want to love me. God, is they, this going to be an existential crisis movie? Oh, I wish. One of them, I think it's Larry, says, to deny the color red is to deny emotion. I don't know what red is, bitch. Exactly, oh, no. because well, that's what yeah, he's saying, okay. because he's colorblind. All right. <laughs> and he's saying, like, you're not really feeling, like, you know, you, you gotta Feel like, the red. So Bill's like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not around, I'm not gonna be around any women right now. I don't, I'm too like lost in the sauce. I gotta. You're not feeling the rainbow. Well, so Larry's like, but you know, you don't need to run away to L.A. That's a form of punishment, and you're not facing what your problems are. Why L.A.? Apparently, he's going to L.A. <laughs> he's going to L.A. because he has a friend. Wouldn't be my first choice. He has a friend and colleague who lives in L.A., and he's like, come see me. Also, I have some stuff to talk to you about. I got some sweet. So Bill's like, okay, it's 1994. I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible, but... It's California. Yeah, but they're professionals. It's L.A. They're doctors. Weed is great for your brain. We see Bill in a taxi in L.A. He gets into a fender bender. 
in this taxi. That has nothing to do with the movie. Okay. Next scene, we see a room filled with people. It, it looks like an office, but it's a giant, like, I don't know, almost like a living room, but office. Okay. I don't know how to fucking explain this. They're having it's, an office party? It's a group party? meeting. Okay. It's a group therapy meeting. Okay. You could have started with that. There's it's a, a living room, there's a but it's an office. <laughs> it's a group meeting. Because it has a fucking chair that is a baseball mitt. You know many <laughs> you know many professional therapists who see adults that have that? Then there's another one that's like a giant hand. Then there's hand, like a fucking so white. So you put your ass in the hand. There's like a white couch. And I'm like, this who do, who decorated this room? It's L.A., Donna. Oh, By the way, we were one. So I'm glad we're like, we know L.A. in 1994. Of course. My spirit animal. No, I'm not going to say that. All right. There's a bunch of characters in this room. Brad Duroff, Chucky. Okay is counting all of the books in the room and everybody else is like making fun of him rolling their eyes or whatever. His name is Clark. He's wearing a very like checkered business suit. He has glasses, his hair is slicked back. He looks like Nerd. a 1950s accountant. Okay. He looks like the dad from Back to the Future. I guess so, George, <laughs> yeah. But like he only had like a button-down shirt and a tie. Like he's got the full suit and shit. Got it. Everybody else is making fun of Clark. Because obviously, let's make fun of the mentally ill. They're also mentally ill, whatever. You just make fun of people that are worse than you. <laughs> to feel better. Yeah. yeah. They're talking out loud about each other. So one one of the patients, their name is Casey. Their father pays for their therapy sessions to go to this group meeting. There's another patient, Sandra. She's this like very thin, kind of older, blonde, white woman. Her third dead husband left her millions of dollars, and that's how she's paying for these sessions. <laughs> Dead. You mean murdered? <laughs> I told you it's a sex murder thriller. Psychological. Everything in Got one. it. She yeah. killed all her husbands. <laughs> so some guy walks in and this is Bob. He is the shrink of this group therapy meeting. Bob is the friend and That's colleague of, <laughs> of Bill. Okay. Bruce Willis. Yes. Okay. He's bringing He's Bill... the guy who invited him. Yes. To okay. LA after he had this horrific experience. He's bringing Bill in for a second opinion. He's like, I want you to meet my patients. I want you to sit down and hear their stories. I want you to convince all of them to jump out of the window. <laughs> He's like, how did you do it? How did you do Teach it? Teach me. I want to go to Honolulu. Help me. <laughs> yeah. Bill comes, sits down. Session hasn't started yet. They're like, who the fuck is this? Bob is like, this is my colleague, Bill. He is also... A therapist. They're like, you're a psychiatrist. You're a psychologist. He's like, nope, I'm just a therapist. But he has a doctorate. Say he's also autistic. (laughs) What the fuck? I don't know why. He's like, I'm a behavioralist, and I went to college with Bob. That's how we know each other. Okay, so he's just a therapist. I wrote bit instead of Bill. (laughs) Bit is a therapist, (laughs) but his friend is a psychiatrist. They both have doctorates, but yes, I think Bob is a shrink, even though shrinks usually don't host therapy sessions. They're just the ones to listen, diagnose, and give out medicine. So Bill is sitting in this group meeting. There's one patient in the room with them who I haven't talked about yet. His name is Richie. He's a younger kid. He's like 18, 19. He looks down at Bill's socks. This is so dumb. Bill is wearing one red sock, one green sock. Christmas. So no, he's colorblind. So he can't match his socks. They found a weakness already. Observant. I 
feel like I've seen people who are colorblind have like special tags. I've talked with somebody who is colorblind and I can tell you it's not like this. Now I'm going to introduce you to all the people in this group therapy and specifically what's wrong with them as to why they're in this meeting, okay? So I already said Sandra was the woman whose hu- her husband's yeah. died. She is a sexaholic and a kleptomaniac. Interesting combination. She enjoys sleeping with people and stealing things and makes her feel better about her life. She fucks you (laughs) and she robs you. What a combo. Hot. Then we have Buck. He is an older man and the only thing we know about him is that he lost his wife and child in a horrible accident, but we don't know how because he hasn't released that information in group yet. Okay, that's worse. Then we have Casey. He is a painter. When he's introducing himself, he's fake crying because he doesn't really give a shit about this. He says he's he's alienated and blah, 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 and just trying to make himself out to look worse than he really You're is. You're just an introvert. Shut the fuck up. Then we have Clark. That's the guy who's counting all the books in the office. He's a lawyer. He has OCD. And he's just, everybody makes fun of him because he's constantly, like, very obsessive over things. Okay. And last we have Richie, which is the person who noticed that Bill was wearing the mismatched kid. socks. Yes. Richie is a young kid, wears like a denim vest and a long sleeve shirt, has a Walkman with headphones on. Walkman. He won't talk much. He has a gender identity problem. Richie stutters and says that he physically can't talk. And one of the other patients starts making fun of Richie. It's Casey, the painter. I don't want to sound like an asshole. But if he can't talk, how did he tell them that he can't he's talk? He's stuttering while he's saying this, and he's, like, making guttural sounds because he's having a hard time speaking. Okay. He's like, um, um, um I have, have uh, g- g- gender. Like, he's really fucking up. Okay. Casey, the painter, starts making fun of him. Casey's the one who's sitting in this baseball glove mitt chair, which looks fun. <laughs> and Richie's like, shut the fuck up, you fucking bastard, and lunges at Casey, and they start beating the shit out of each other. I would to be part of this group therapy. <laughs> I'm just there for the fun. They pull him off of Casey. He leaves the room. Casey sits back up. He's like, did I say something to upset him? And whatever. Wow. Casey and Buck are smoking in this session. And Clark is upset about this, and he says, "It was the '90s. You could <laughs> can do you that? use the ashtray at least instead of butt ashing all over the floor? Like getting very very upset by this." And they're like just smoking in his face, and then they're smoking in each other's faces, very, <laughs> very lovingly. Yeah. yeah, they start making out. So after a while, Richie comes back after he's cooled down. Bob then asks Bill, "Why don't you share something about yourself to the group?" Since they all told you about themselves. Bill is the guy with the dead Bruce wife. Willis. No. Oh. Bill is Bruce Willis. Buck, Buck is the guy with the dead wife. Bob Buck? is the doctor who runs the therapy. There's too many B names. names. Bill, Bob, Buck, <laughs> Bruce. Bill says that he has plenty of problems. But he's like, but my biggest one right now is jet lag. Wow. So I'm going to pass for now. Okay. Isn't that kind of ironic? What? I mean, I'm thinking of it as in a group setting i feel like even the therapists like share something to make the other people in the group more comfortable i know that in real settings your therapist usually will ask you is is it okay if i share something because you don't always want to know about your therapist's personal lives but sometimes they can add anecdotes in but i know that he it's a movie and also like you know he has problems too right now too much yeah yeah my problem because let me tell you what the next thing said is is in this movie session ends and Bob says, how'd it go? And Bill says, well, no one jumped out the window. So I guess <laughs> oh it was a success. <laughs> wow. Bill 
and Bob leave together. They're driving, and and, Bill and, Bob. and Bob's like, "Want to go get a drink?" And Bill's like, "No." And he's like, "Want to go get laid?" And he's like, "No." So they start talking while they're driving. He's to- like, "I know all the local prostitutes. <laughs> I got discounts at every corner. Discounts. You got a coupon, baby? <laughs> coupon for this dick?" They're driving to Bo- uh, Bob's place, and Bill says, "What more? What kind of more info?" What- <laughs> oh, <ew>. <laughs> <laughs> What is that noise? That's a radiator. <laughs> radiator. Radiator. It's coming to life. Bill says, what more information do you have on Buck? Because I guess he was intrigued with Buck because he didn't know much. Cool. So Bill asks Bob's about Buck. <laughs> so Bill asks Bob about mm-hmm. Buck. And Buck, Bob says... wife, man, child. Buck won't tell me how his wife and kid died yet. Then Bob is like, hey, Bill, tell me about all the other patients. Give me your... Give me the Tun- deets. Your tuning fork about what you tuning think is wrong fork? with that. Yeah, they, they, mention that, they mention that a lot, the tuning fork. So oh God. Bill starts analyzing Casey. He's like, Casey has to be in therapy to keep his parents from for paying for his loft apartment to make sure that he, like, you know, has a place to stay for him to paint his bullshit paintings. And he's like, bullshit. bing, 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 bing. Yeah. Uh, or ding, ding, ding. I am so fucked up. <laughs> bing, ding. Then same he says, shit. Richie is a genuine nutcase. He calls Richie a trapped rat, and he's like, don't fuck with him because he might be schizophrenic. Okay. Wait, which one is he? Richie? There's, there's a lot of which characters. Which one is Richie? Yeah. The kid. Okay. Who can't talk, who has a gender identity okay, problem. Okay, and has a stutter. Yeah. They pull up to Bacula's Dracula's house, and um, <laughs> he his, his entry to his house, it's it's a wall. It looks like, I don't know, a castle and or like a moat. I don't know. It has, like, a keyhole cutout, and there's bars that you, it's a gate, and it automatically opens when he, like, puts in a key code or whatever. Okay. Fancy shit. It's some... Very mo- yeah, L.A. They, they get in, and it's a modern-ass, like, fucking mansion for the, the early 90s or whatever. Bob is recently divorced. What is modern 90s? I don't know, Stephanie. <laughs> I'm Stephanie. I will do it. Like, I don't know what the fuck you want me to say. Exactly that. Yeah. Bob is recently divorced. He's almost 40. And he has a new woman friend in his life. Oh, shit. New puss. Ladies are sophisticated, but women are, I don't even remember what the hell he said. <laughs> Just some <laughs> fucking dumb shit. So Bob has a new woman friend in his life. Okay. He tells Bill, don't worry, you'll meet her. Cool. Bob says you that- You want me to also try that puss? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Bill is like, oh, she must be really young. And Bob's like, well, she's not a cliche in any way, shape, or form, so don't worry. Like that doesn't that. mean she's not young. Just legal. Bill says that he wants to quit his practice. He doesn't want to be a a shrink anymore. Too traumatized. Bob says, like, I can see your pain. I know that it's there. And Bill says, on the contrary, I have a lack of pain. And I think that's what makes me crazy. (laughs) It's not that he doesn't feel bad for what happened, but he feels like he should feel worse and he doesn't, is basically what he's saying. I mean, you can be so broken that you don't feel. Been there, done that. So Bob says to him, maybe your mind is shot, but I hope your body isn't. Hey, let's dun, take body dun, dun, shots. Dun, dun. <laughs> no, that's <not> the, <laughs> the next day, they're in fucking bike wear. And they're going to go bike riding together. Okay, they're fucking cyclists now? Yeah. So they're, they're trying out for the Olympic team. I don't know bike terminology. I don't know how to ride one. Um, <laughs> they, they, They're like, we'll ride our bikes. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say drive, but I don't know. <laughs> That's um, another thing. Yo, pet peeve of mine. You don't 
drive motorcycles. You ride them. Ride cowboy ride. Hey. So Yeehaw. Bob needs to stop on the side of this dirt road because his bike dirt wheel road. <laughs> his bike wheel is spinning and what? <laughs> <laughs> his bike wheel. You mean he's got a flat? No, because they don't switch it out. He's fixing the chain, maybe? I don't know. Okay. So this is when Bill takes the opportunity. So you know bike things. Fun fact. Motorcycles also have a chain. Screaming. Fucking. Drinking. I know you will be up all night. That fucking TikTok I showed you of the cat that's like, I overslept. I busted my ass. I'm going to eat my dirty floor bagel. All right. So Bill takes the opportunity to ask him, like, I noticed what's with all the security systems. Because I guess he never had that before. And he's like, plus, you keep looking over... In the therapy office? No, in his house. In his mansion. Yeah. And he's like, plus, you keep looking over your shoulder constantly. Constantly? Constantly. Like you said, constantly. Fontina. Jeez. (laughs) So this is when Bob mentions that he's been getting death threats. From? he, He says, I have a hunch it's someone from my Monday group therapy session. That's the ther- ther- that's oh my god. That's the therapy session that we were with that we saw happen okay. with Bill. All right, so who is it? Exactly, that's the point. It's the painter. No, it <laughs> can't be like, obvious. I brought you in it's because Buck. I would I was hoping that you would have a hunch who it could be. And Bill's like, so Bill says, "No, I'm sorry, I don't have a hunch. I can't tell you who who I could think." I was just there you. once. I could, who could think that I could figure it out? Who could it be? <laughs> Who could it be now? Bill asks, why do you think someone in the group would be sending you these death threats? And Bob says, because they want my dick. (laughs) And Bob says, there's a few things that have come up that have made me think it could be one of them. But it's also been going on for months now. So does he mention what these things? No. Okay. But we'll find out. Maybe. Some, some stuff. Yeah. Bob says, he a bad doctor. Bob says to Bill, don't worry about it. It'll probably blow up. <gasps> he's over. having an affair with one of the people. Shh. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. fucking somebody. The Bill, craziest one. Bill does ask him, like, have you called the police? And he's like, do you know? L.A. police are garbage. Do you know? Garbage. How many police you would need for every time a shrink was threatened by a patient? Like, they're not going to do anything. Uh, that's a new one. But Bob says, don't worry about it. It's probably, it's probably nothing. So don't worry about uh-huh, it. So yeah, they... Sure. They're like, all right. They're specifically writing about how they want to cut his tongue out and then fuck him with his own tongue. Jesus Christ. Then they start racing each other on their bikes again, and they're like, why don't we just pull our dicks out and compare them and then have a, well, there a, we go. a ferocious breakfast, and, and I don't remember what the hell Bill wow. says. But okay, what the fuck? Now they're going to fuck? They start speed biking to chase each other, and Bill's like, what do you give a suicidal patient who has everything? And Bob says, a parachute. I've already heard that. What the fuck? Oh, my god so they get back and they almost collapse because they're, so, they, exhausted. they're so exhausted from biking <laughs> next scene it's exercise bob is in his office and he's letting a patient out because their session ended and his security his secretary this old woman is so like, he has group sessions and then he has one yeah that okay. happens sometimes he's letting a patient out his secretary is like i'm leaving for the night do you want me to lock up and he's like no it's okay i'll do it big mistake <laughs> he puts on some music Oh, some classical music, you know. I thought he was got an apple bottom dreams. It's 1994, but sure. 2007's Tall <laughs> He's Tom Cruise from Tropic Thunder. Don't even say Scott Bakula is so much better looking than that. Um, he's writing his notes for from the session, from the group session, not the session he just had. Okay. 
and he hears a noise, and immediately he pulls out a gun. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? He pulls it out of his ass. If I've, watched, if I've learned anything from Dreamcatcher and this, ever shrink, no matter where, has a gun in their fucking <laughs> desk. Standard protocol. Then his notes in his book that he was writing on starts flipping, and he realizes what he heard is the air conditioning kicking on. So he sure. Calms, so he calms down. Uh-huh, of course. He gets up to put his book away that he's writing these notes in. He puts it in the sleeve of a real book because he doesn't want anybody to find it. Okay. Which is weird. You don't do that. I mean, I guess. No, you don't do that. I mean, but, I get where he's going with nope, it. Nope, you don't do that. So. No, I. Nope, you don't do that. Okay. So as he's putting it away, though, we see. He shares on, an office. No, he doesn't. This is his private office. I'm kidding. There's no reason he should be doing that. As he's putting it away. He's writing this dumb fucking bitch. (laughs) You see the shadow of a person run past him. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, what the fuck? So then you hear somebody laughing (laughs) and walking up to the front of the office. And he immediately, again, Naruto runs out of the office. Oh, I thought out the window. There's a glass partition in the hallway outside of his office, and somebody jumps through the glass. There is so much running through glass in this movie. I was about to say. I would like to know when science was invented, because the velocity that these people need to be running is insane for them to be it's just sugar glass. easily fu- Exactly. This person jumps on him. They have a mesh glove with one single giant blade coming out the middle finger. It's Freddy Krueger? Yeah. They stab Bob in the stomach. Oh, no, it's Assassin's Creed now. And they start, like, kind of, like, wrestling or whatever. And they're fighting, and this this person who's killing Bob throws him through the front of his glass door of the the what hall of his office. Yeah, what was the budget for the glass <laughs> in this movie? He gets impaled on the glass, and he dies. Nice. Yeah. So the next thing we see that Bill is, I guess, at his office on the outside, Would though. There's helicopters and he's being brought downtown to the to in the police station. No, 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 in a cop car. God damn. The detective that we meet now, his name is Ruben Blades or Blade. I don't want to say Blades, but he is in Fear the Walking Dead. He plays Daniel in Fear the Walking Dead. I really like him on the show. I never saw that. I know, I did. I watched uh, like the first five seasons. He is he is one of the most insane characters in this film. Buckle up, because I have no excuses as to why this man says some of the shit that he does. Okay. His name is um, Detective Martinez, but they refer to him a lot by his first name. His first name is Hector, so I'm just going to call him Hector. Bill is in Hector's office. Okay, there's two Bills, but one is named Hector. No, what? What? No. Oh, no. Uh, okay. What the I fuck? Got- <laughs> No! Stephanie, why are you box braiding your hair? It's I'm just French braiding. What the fuck? Why are you braiding your hair right now? I don't know, because I have ADHD. <laughs> so, Bill is in Hector's office, and the detective says to him, are you here because of the dead shrink? Are you here because of the dead shrink? He's like, are you here because of the dead yes, shrink? I am. Why are you saying it like that? Because that's how you said it. The de- Hector says to him, so what's this group therapy stuff about? Because I know he was running one. It's what it is. He's like, it's just five nutcases, right? Oh. And Bill says, four neurotics and one killer. Just who's the killer? Exactly. They high five. Eric LaSalle, or Salle, comes in, the dude from ER. He's Hector's partner. And Hector starts flipping out. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, you don't just walk into my office when I'm interviewing someone. You got no respect. And There's <laughs> Brooklyn cops in no, LA. He's got a Spanish accent. Okay. He says, don't just walk into my office, bro. And Sally's like, oh, I'm sorry, okay. I'm just do- bringing you soon. How you doing? He's like, man, had no respect. So No <laughs> respect at yeah. all. 
Bill says, listen, I can't help you because I don't know these people. I was Who there for one session. And the cop is grinning. And he's saying, you have to have some suspicions from knowing these people. You met them the night before your friend was killed. He met him them once and they fucking attacked each other. Bill says, listen, even if I did have a hunch, confidentiality would stop me from giving you any information. Okay. It's similar to the Miranda rights. All right. Now he also wants to be a therapist still. Hector says... If the only thing between me and solving my dead friend's murder was Miranda, you know what I would do? I fuck Miranda up the ass. <laughs> He's like, but don't tell anybody I said that to you. It's a matter of confidentiality. <laughs> I just really want to fuck Miranda up the ass. He's like, listen, you're sleeping at this dead guy's house. You do really you, don't want to solve this? Do you know how rare... It is to find fucking VHSs with anal. What? It's fucking hard. It's like trying to find a fucking It's hard. It's it's fucking we're now we're in Boston. <laughs> it's fucking hard. You cack it, It's like fucking finding a, a gold nugget. He's like, listen, maybe because you're sleeping in his house, a dream will come to you and you'll know what happened. Okay, now they're psychics. And he, Hector says, what's going to happen to his patients now that he's no longer alive? I'm going to kill him. Bill says, well, usually a colleague will step in and, and be a temporary uh, therapist for these people until another one is picked to take over the group. And Hector's like, well, that's a great opportunity for you to help us. And I he don't think says, that's how that works. Is he licensed in the state? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> it's the 90s. They don't give a shit. Mm. He's like, no, you don't understand. I'm just as fucked up as they are. So I, I'm not in a place to be doing this right now. And Hector's like, all right, where were you when Bill was Bob was killed? <laughs> Where were you Bob when Bill, Bill Clinton <laughs> was getting his dick sucked? It's not where were you on 9-11. And he's like, am I, am I being questioned as a suspect? Bob's like, are you questioning me as a suspect? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know what happened. I have no leads. You won't tell me anything. And he's like, well, do I have to get a lawyer? He's like, you'll know you. when you need a lawyer. So the next day, Bill is sleeping at Bob's house. The doorbell rings, but he's able to like turn on the TV and see through the a camera who's at the house. It's the detectives. They're like, yo, we need to go in there. We need to investigate the house, like search his room and shit like that. And Bill's like, do you have a warrant? And he's like, no. He's like, again, do you want me to solve your dead friend's murder or not? So, okay, listen, everything we know about the cops, absolutely, yes, you need a fucking warrant. So Hector comes in and he's looking through Bob's shit and he pulls out a photo album from his um, bookshelf. What, what the fuck is a jangular Donna? Um, <laughs> <laughs> bookshelf, yeah. I don't know. That That's the word so that popped in my horrible. head. What the fuck? He opens the, the photo album and there are photos of a naked woman, but you can't see her face. And Classy. Bill says, That's Bob's ex wife. And Hector says, I know her tits. Nice bush. <laughs> yeah, because it's the 90s. And. Bill says, Yo, I'll make sure to tell her you said is that. Is Bush coming back? Bill says, I'll make sure to tell her that. Cool. That you said that. At the funeral. So they go to Bob's bedroom, and I have to mention that Bob's bed has a frame. It's a baseball glove. No, no, shut up. Because <laughs> compare, because in, uh, <laughs> trying to describe this is going to be really hard. His bed frame has like these statues on the end of it, but they're kind of like glossy they're not like statue statue it's almost like it's wood with like gloss over it it's like a sun woman the face of a sun woman and it's all over the backboard and then it's on the front like the base the railing the base yeah because because hector's like wow what a bed he must have had a lot of action here i'm gonna take this into evidence then they find a gun in his room 
And I'm like, that's not the same gun. So he had more than one gun. Cool. I like it. Versatile. Hector says, Bill needs... Variety. <laughs> Hector's like, you have to tell the group about Bob's death. And Bob is like, Bill is like, why? Yo. And Hector's like, you think that I should do it? <laughs> Bob's ghost. Finally, Bill agrees to do it. Reluctantly. So, Bill is driving down the street in Bob's car. He's living in Bob's house. He's driving Bob's car. He's on the phone. That's Bob's not car phone with Bob's ex-wife. He's fucking and her. No. She's blowing him while he's, he's driving. No. He, she's, he's on the phone with her. <laughs> he's arguing with her about some shit. About his estate or money or whatever. And he all, he all of a sudden gets rear-ended by this fucking beautiful woman. Uh-oh. Was she ugly? I mean, you can look at her later and make your own decision okay. about it. But <laughs> okay. Donna's criticizing. <laughs> her name is Rose. He goes over to her Jeep. And she's like, oh, no. She's like, I got no insurance. <laughs> Bitch. So he's like, great. Rose says. What's your bank account? <laughs> Rose says, if you give me an estimate, I can bring the money to you tomorrow. No. So they swap info. He tells her, I'm not from here, but this is where I'm staying for the for the interim. She says, hey, don't you want my address? Because he just writes his info on a piece of paper and gives it to her. And he faintly says as he's walking away, you could lie. And then he drives away. (laughs) Okay, don't do that, people. So the next scene, we are starting the meeting, but Sandra isn't there. She's running late. And the patients, everyone else is there. Casey, Buck, Richie, and Clark. They ask where's bob and bill says wait so the whole group is there except sandra she's running late okay so bill says is sandra always this late and clark says depends on who's banging her (laughs) okay sometimes that dig too good to leave early so sandra gets there she's like sorry my training session ran late they're like my dick sesh my dick my dick appointment then bill tells them i have some really bad news and they're like what he's like i'm gay (laughs) no bob's been murdered they all start becoming hysterical, like they're like gasping, what? Sandra starts crying. How long has he been their psychiatrist, therapist? They don't say that. Okay. Maybe three months? I don't know. Clark starts asking about specifics, like how did he die? Bill's like, he was stabbed. He's like, how many times? Uh- He's like, enough. Like, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> He's Sand- dead. Sandra starts freaking out. She jumps up and she starts hitting Clark. She's like, what is wrong with you? That's his best friend. How could you ask those things? He said that he was his best friend? No, they know that he's been a colleague of Bob's and no, they went to college together. Like, they've known I mean, each other for a, a very long time. To say that they they were in each other's wedding parties. Like, they were very our, close our, friends. Our, yeah. Well, if they mentioned that to the group, then... It's mentioned later, but, like, we know as the audience that, yes, they were close friends, colleagues, and very competitive of each other because they were both in the same field. So Bill says he was stabbed more than 30 times, and Clark's like, well, then it couldn't be a robbery because that's a a passion of murder. That's a rage. Nobody's going to kill you. Oh, we got some fucking sleuths in here. They come together, and they're like, yes, it's true. Somebody who hated him must have killed him because that amount of times to stab a person is so unnecessary. It's not robbery. Casey says, so, Bill, you're going to replace Bob then, right? (laughs) And Bob's like, no, I can't. He's like, too much. I'm more screwed up than you people. (laughs) Yay. Wow. You got the job. They say, like, well, it would be easy, though, to trust you because you were so close to Bob. You knew him and we've already met you. That's a big assumption. The group says, why won't you take the task of being our shrink? And he tells them about what happened, about how his patient killed herself. And he thinks it's because he spoke too harshly of her. So he's really not in a good place. Yeah. He says he failed her and you don't want me as your doctor because of that. 
I don't want to fail you. Yeah. Clark comes over to him. He's crying at this point, Bill. Clark comes over to him. He gives him his card. He's like, if you need any legal advice, please know I will help you with whatever I can. And he hands him a tissue, and Bill's like, thank you. Okay. So the next scene. He's the culprit. Bill goes to a nightclub. Strip club? No. A nightclub that's playing, like, grunge. Not grunge, because it was 94, but rock music. Do you believe in love? That's not grunge. Are you stupid? (laughs) (laughs) This is the first song that he's meeting hector there and hector's like you got me a confession and bill's like no you are too fucking eager and he says to hector why are we here why did you pick this place to meet up at and hector's like i used to come group is on the stage he's like i used to come here when i was with narcotics i probably fucked and or arrested most of these people's parents wow what a statement so they leave the club and hector's like you need to shut the group down and Bill's like, why? You just and he's told like, me you wanted me. What? You're not going to get a confession, so I don't need you to run it anymore. Shut the group down. Some dude hits into them, and Hector pushes him against the car, and he's, like, patting his ass and looking up at Bill. Yep, telling they're him, outside? like, you got to. They're outside now. He's like, you need to shut the group down. <laughs> I like men ass. Bill's like, I'll think about it. And Hector's like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? He says, listen to me. He pulls him close. He's like. You stick your dick in a barrel of barracudas, you might not get bit. But if you leave it in there, it's going to get chewed up at the root. And Bill that says... That is the dumbest fucking analogy. Bill says, I appreciate your concern for my dick. <laughs> Hector asks... I'm not sticking it in everybody's parents like you are. Hector asks Bill, are you really colorblind? Or you just tell the, the daffodils that so they warm up to you? That's a new one. Bill starts answering it, and then he says to him, you bugged the office, didn't you? Because he realizes, like, how the fuck would he know that? He only told the the patients that in therapy. Oh. So Bill says to Hector, you bugged the office, and Hector is getting into his car, and he's like, you know, for a shrink, you're really fucking dense. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Bill goes back to Bob's house after this meeting, and he realizes somehow that somebody got into the house no, sorry. Into fuck, Bob's. I fucked up. What? I fucked up. He goes to Bob's house. He walks into the front door. He immediately slips like a Tom and Jerry character <laughs> and lands on his back on the staircase that leads to and the And he breaks his room. back. And this is how we get into the story where he's a quadriplegic. He goes. This into, turns into Avatar. The floor is flooded. He goes into the kitchen and grabs a knife. He investigates <laughs> further and he realizes that's that. that's the first thing that I think of. He Well, somebody was murdered. Somebody he knew. So he's on edge. But the door's open? No. But I mean, somehow the water is coming in. So So maybe a pipe fucking burst. He goes into the backyard and there's a hose that's sitting like parallel to the back door. And that's how the water's getting in. Somebody turned this hose on. And purposefully stuck it in the house? Yeah. Or put it next to the house. And that's why it's flowing in. So everything got wet and he goes to the backyard to like hang everything like the carpets and the rugs and shit on the, the furniture in the backyard. And Rose, the woman who hit him with her car, shows up just walks into the backyard and she's like hi it's me rose mrs fender bender okay i don't know what fucking time it is at night but he's already had his nightly group session with these people to let him know bob's dead mm-hmm. then he met hector at a club that was popping and now rose is like so are we eating in or he you hung take- all the rugs in the house yeah. rose comes and she's like so are we eating in or are you taking me out what fucking time is it what <laughs> what fucking time is it i mean i get it's la but so they're at dinner, and Bill tells her about his colorblind shit. That, that's the topic. Yeah. 
She's like, wow, you can't even see the color pink as she's putting on lipstick. I mean, I, I can see there's something. I don't know what color <laughs> pink is. Rose says, you must notice something weird about me because I didn't ask you what you do. And Bill says, what if I'm ashamed of what I do? And she says, why would you be ashamed of being what a shrink? the fuck? Okay, this is getting fucking deep. He says, how did you know I was a shrink? And she says, it's the way you look at me. Yeah, okay. I've, I've been to a lot of shrinks. I know how they look at me. Bill says, so you have a turning fork too? And Rose turning says, a tuning fork. Something that gives them a notion of like what's going on or read about people. That's so dumb. Rose says, I guess we have a lot in common. So now they're outside of this hotel that they went to a restaurant to. Motel. And Rose is How going to leave and he grabs her by the arm. And he's like, wait, don't go. Because she calls for a taxi. Blow and he me. pushes her behind a pillar and they start fucking violently making out. And you see him like taking her dress off in public. You see tit? Up, not yet. But like pulling Soon? it off. Okay. Yeah. And then somebody's like, who called for a taxi? They're basically, like, dry-fucking in front of this hotel. Uh, He's like, screw that stupid taxi. Let me take you home. And Rose says, let you ride his dick. Rose looks down at his pants, and she's like, by the look of, by the look of your condition, I think you would get arrested if you walked out right now. Because he has an erection. That's so dumb. The next scene, Bill is in Bob's office, I think. And he's talking to this guy about Richie. Who is the painter? No. Richie's the kid with the gender identity problem. Who's the painter, dude? Casey. Okay. This person that Bill is meeting with is Richie's guardian and brother. And he's meeting with Bill because he tells him, I want Richie out of therapy. He says, Richie needs normalcy. He's never had that our whole lives. We've moved around from place to place because we didn't have any parents. I'm basically the only parent he's ever had. So wouldn't therapy help? This person is named Dale. They don't believe in therapy. This person is named Dale. <laughs> Apparently, Richie was raised by the state, and Richie thinks of himself as handicapped, but unfortunately, he was sentenced by the court to mandatory therapy, which is why he's in this group session. And why was Dale he sentenced to because therapy? Because he's been in trouble with the law before. Okay. And Dale says that he doesn't think that it's helping Richie, that it's only making things worse, and that's why he wants Bill to sign off on taking Richie him. out, yes. I don't think that's how that works. He's like, I've been the only person in his life who's cared about him, and if Richie feels pain, then I feel pain. And Bill says, I don't think it's a good idea, but let me check the status of his situation. I'll give his probation a call, and I'll get back to you. So they, like, are done. They shake hands. Bill says, hey, you either lift weights or you work with your hands. And Dale says, I make furniture for a living. I made this desk for Bob to remind him of New York. Then as he's leaving, he's like, have you ever seen Bob's bed? Wait, what? He had such a close relationship with Bob that he built his no, desk like, and bed? He built his desk, and I assume he built his bed because he's like, have you ever seen Bob's bed? Because the therapist was like, the, the detective well, was like, up, yeah. yeah. So then he's been this kid's therapist for a while then. At least a couple months, yeah. I mean, if he had a fucking super intricate bed frame and shit like that, then it's been, like, at least a year. And a desk? Goddamn. We cut to Casey, and he's in his art studio, which is also in his loft. We see he has all of these paintings of women in, like, really tight lingerie, garter belts, stockings, like, very sexualized women in his art. Is it, like, a realistic style? Uh, I would say yes, like... The faces are more realistic, and but it still has kind of like a cartoony look. Okay. Bill 
is leaving a voicemail for Casey, but we are watching Casey in his studio as he's getting this voicemail, and he's tied up to workout equipment. He's being whipped by a dominatrix, but we Casey. don't. Yes, but we don't see this person's face. It's Sandra. No. The next scene, Bill is jogging down the road where Bob's like house is, and he stops at Bob's mailbox and he opens it up. And do you know what's in the mailbox? Stephanie? A letter from Kate from the lake house. <laughs> Cute, but no. There's a fucking rattlesnake in the goddamn mailbox. Cool. And it lunges out at him as he opens it up. And he, like, falls on the ground. And a car is coming. And it's, like, gunning for him because <laughs> he's in the middle of the road now. And the car swerves out of the way. And the guy yells at him. And he's like, fuck you. And he can't get up because the snake is following him Creeping. to, like, lunge at him. Yeah. But then he's yelling because he sees, like, a gardener who's, like, they're in, like, desert t- territory, but this man has a leaf blower or he's vacuuming something. I don't know. And he's, like, trying to get this guy's attention, but he's not paying attention because he, he can't, can't hear, hear him. him. He finally gets up, goes over to this gardener's truck, picks up a shovel, and starts hitting the rattlesnake. The rattlesnake doesn't die, though. It gets away. And then... Oh, he, he... No fucking aim. Bill yells at the mailbox, I'm not going back to New York. <laughs> or the rattlesnake. Whichever you want to think. I don't know. What? All of a sudden, Hector pulls up, and Bill yells at him, you're never around when I actually need you. When a rattlesnake attacks me. Hector says that he is suspicious of Bill and Bob's relationship because according to people that knew them, they noticed that they had a very competitive streak, and apparently that's motive to kill somebody. But they were also gay lovers. Well, no, they weren't. <laughs> While they're arguing about this. I want a romance. In Bob's house, by the way, the doorbell rings and he looks at the TV and it's Rose. She's like, hi, it's me, Miss Fenderbender. Wait, so they're not in the street? No, they eventually make their way into Bob's house. Okay. Because Bill was running for like jogging purposes and now he's back home. Rose shows up. She wants to come in. Hector looks at her on the screen and he's like, that's a very young girl to be fending benders with. <laughs> Does this cop just want to fuck? Like, th- this, uh, that's just, his whole fucking personality. He's a pain in the ass. So Hector leaves. I don't know the purpose of this. She comes over to the backyard again. They're standing in front of the pool. He never lets her in through the front door? I don't know. They start violently making out. Not hot. What, what do you mean violently? Like, it's not, like, what are they, stabbing each other? Like, this is only the second time they're meeting, and she already is, like, holding him close and, like, all up on that. Okay. To the point. Where they fall into the pool. Sideways. That's not hot. She immediately rips her dress off underwater. This is an underwater sex scene. Get ready. He's got Show his girls. shorts off. Is it a farmer's tan if you see your white ass? Or is it only a farmer's tan if it's up top? Farmer's tan. Is up, up top. Yeah. Tank. All right. Well, you see his white as hell ass. His lily white ass because he wears <laughs> denim shorts all the time. They are fucking raw dogging in this pool. That's what I would expect a fucking therapist to wear. <laughs> fucking jean shorts we got i wrote titty shots but my google docs corrected to witty shots we got titty <laughs> shots and witty ass shots. shots his ass them fucking in the pool he's got a nice ass uh, what's bruce bruce willis it's not bad like? ass all right i don't like ass. i mean he was young then so i'm not an ass woman so i mean whatever I like man ass. <laughs> she is like kissing him down his body but you see like in the water, water bubbles coming out yeah so i'm like there's no fucking reason to do that that, that what no, that's too many sensations. Then, by the way, crazy erotic sax going on in the back. <laughs> then they're fucking on the kitchen table. That's a big jump. And then it cuts to two people paragliding in the sky. And then you cut and to them. And they're fucking in the sky? No, and then you cut to them fucking in the bed. 
She has her face against this. What the fuck does the paragliding have to do with this? <laughs> Nothing. That's the she, only time you see it? Yeah. She, what the it, fuck? It's like in their window view, and then it cuts to them in bed. That's She has stupid. her face against the sun face statue of okay, the bed. she's making out with the sun face? Because they're fucking in a dead man's bed. Cool. They're like doused in sweat. List. They're like doused in sweat. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> they're doused in sweat. He is smashing her face into this headboard. Hot. Then they're stopping. I want and you she, concussed. She says, I want you to get dressed. What? I want you to get dressed up. What? And the next scene, Bill is at Bob's dinner table, eating off Bob's dishes. She cooked dinner for the two of them. Her dinner looks like shit. And What is he, it, mashed potatoes? It's a steak with like vegetables that don't look like they go together. There's no mashed potatoes. He is the only one dressed up. He's wearing a full fucking suit. She is completely butt-ass naked serving him this food. Because she said, I want you to get dressed up. She didn't say, let's both get dressed up. She wants to be his hoe. I get it. So she's like, oh, you don't like the food? She wants to be his dessert. She's like, you don't like the food? I got something else for you to eat. Guess what? This scene is not necessary because we go to another another fucking scene. They're now in the shower fucking. Wow, they're fucking in every corner of this house. What is the point of that scene? So He's been fuck hungry. (laughs) Cut to the next scene. Bill goes to either a CPS office or some juvenile detention place because he's getting records on Richie. The caseworker, about his history, the caseworker says that Richie used to see a different doctor. Before Bob. Before Bob. But there was a gap between the doctor he used to see when he was much younger because they kind of went off the grid. That's when Dale and him ran away. What, were they a Nazi? Went to fucking Guatemala? No. Now we cut to Sandra. She goes to her house with a friend of hers and they have all of these shopping bags and they're giggling like shopping capitalism um and <laughs> dead husband money this woman is british with long red hair and ha 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 brav don't you lock shopping she's more sophisticated <laughs> than that her name is bonnie i think sandra mentioned her in you mean one of- bunny no I think Sandra mentioned her in one of her sessions. sessions because she says, I look at her like a daughter, but I'm also sexually attracted to her. Okay. They start Making putting on, they start putting on some of the new clothes they bought, and Sandra helps Bonnie put her dress on, and then they start, like, caressing each other. Them horny they're fucking about, 90s they're about, they're about to kiss, but then they, and they're flirting heavily. But then she gets a phone call. Sandra does. And it's Bill. What are they saying? Like... Nice tits. They're not saying much of anything. They're kind of just looking in each other's eyes and like caressing each other's titties. It's Bill. He says he's coming right over because they're going to have a one-on-one conversation. A session or just about? I don't know if it's a session. He has questions about stuff. Okay. And he's coming over. Bonnie starts freaking out. And she's like, I thought this was just going to be a me and you day. And now you're having this other person over. And she's like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, he's not going to be here for the whole time. And, you know, my trainer's coming after that. So Bonnie starts putting her shit together. So before Bonnie leaves because she's flustered, she turns to Sandra and she kisses her. On the lips? Yeah. Like a passionate kiss. She opens the door and as she opens the door, Bill is at the front of the door and she's like moving past him, but she has sunglasses on and she ducks her head and she like runs out. Why doesn't she want, does he know her? I don't know. Maybe she doesn't want people to know that she might be gay. You're just hanging out at a friend's house. What the fuck? Bill comes in. He starts Unless asking. her lip gloss, lipstick is fucked up. 
Bill comes in. He starts asking. Bill comes her. in. He starts asking Sandra about Richie because he's like, I know that you and Richie have a very close relationship. How? Sandra says, I see Richie as like a child of mine. Does she's she like, have I'm kids? Ver- no. She's like, I'm very protective of him. And he tells her, well, did you know that his brother wants to take him out of therapy? And she gets very upset by this. She's like, Richie needs therapy. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't be taken out right now. Sandra says, did you know that he was molested as a child? Oh. Bill says, no, I, I didn't know. know that. But do you think that he has a violent streak? And this is when she gets hysterical. And she's like, why don't you cut to the chase? I know that Richie did not kill Bob. Sandra says... Because I did. <laughs> Sandra says, you should be looking at Clark if you really think any one of us had something to do with his murder. And Clark is the p- painter. No, Clark is the one with OCD. Oh, God. The, the lawyer? lawyer with OCD. Sandra says, he pretends to be so gentle and meek, but... She's like, one night I heard him screaming at Bob so viciously that the hairs on my neck stood up. After a session? I guess so. This is when the doorbell rings and Sandra's like, that's my dick. I mean, trainer. <laughs> yeah, she got a lot of dick appointments. Bill's like, all right, I'll leave. He leaves. She immediately jumps on her trainer and she's like, let's do some body weight. I don't fucking know. She's going to fuck him. So <laughs> Bill leaves and looks in the window and let's sees them like, like pussy straddling him. So this is when Bill decides to go to Dale's shop. This is Richie's older brother. He's so, a carpenter. Yeah. He goes to his job, and Bill says, why didn't you tell me about Dr. Needlemeyer? So Dr. Needlemeyer was Richie's doctor before, before they went off the grid, and Richie was arrested, and then he was put into, like, a group home, and that's when he was sanctioned by the courts to go see Bob. Bob. Yeah. Okay. And he says to Dale, after Dr. Needlemeyer, did Richie go to another doctor? And Dale says, no, we moved around a bunch, and Richie honestly was fine at that time. Sure. Bill says, yeah, I don't think Richie's fine. And he's like, I think he's honestly on the brink of something bad happening. And Dale says, you know, (laughs) I don't understand this. A person gets a bullet in the head sometimes, and they just leave it in there. Because if you fuck around with it in the brain, you're going to cause paralyzation. Bill says, what's the... Yo, these fucking... (laughs) fake ass metaphors are so just stick to the classics man you don't have to fucking make shit up for your movie like what was the alternative for the two cents fucking tuning fork like the fuck that's how you you have hunches Uh uh-huh sure just call it a fucking hunch bill says well what's the bullet my fucking dick dale says whatever whatever it was i got him away wait i just realized that's fucked up because he was molested (laughs) oh god Dale says, whatever the bullet was, I got him away from it, and he doesn't need to talk about it further because you're just going to bring up pain from the past, and I'm trying to stop that from happening. So, to me, this is starting to sound like I don't want him in therapy because I don't want him to spill my secrets. Maybe. Oh, oh. Bill says, if you take him out, it's going to be a big mistake, and if you just don't like me, we can find him another therapist. And Dale says... One of you is the same like the other one. That's not what he says. I don't remember. I wrote different notes, so I, I don't know. That don't make sense. He's like, y'all are the same, basically. That's what he says. Okay. Bill then decides to go to Needlemeyer's house. Who is? Richie's old doctor. Okay. Because he lives in California. And his wife answers the door, Needlemeyer's wife. He says, I'm here to see your husband. She says, he's dead. He, he died last year. She Can says, if it makes you feel better he suffered a lot uh did he molest this yes <gasps> he's the Yo. one that was molesting richie oh that's fucked bill brings up richie he's like this is why i wanted to talk to him i wanted to ask about this patient and she starts le- 
fucking yelling. She's like, leave me alone. Get out of here. How dare you come to my house and ask me about this? All right, so Rich, Bill, and Bob are having a threesome. Hold on, Sandra what? walks in. Rich, Bill, and Bob? <laughs> no. He went to the doctor's house. Doctor's dead. Wife he did yells. the molest. Yeah. He did the molest. Next session, Bill is running the session now. Okay. And the topic of the session is sex. Pedophilia. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about you not fucking kids. <laughs> Bill says... If you could change anything about your partner right now, what would you do and how would you make them different? Beat him. So Sandra says that her last lover was very jealous and Bill says that was probably him reflecting on you and he was probably seeing other women. And she says, I really wish that my friend Bonnie was a man because she seems like the perfect partner in my and life. And I would so suck her dick. <laughs> and Just to my last comment, I do not support domestic violence. Oh my God. Okay, she talks about how she wishes Bonnie had a dick. Uh, cool. Bill says, what about you, Casey? And he says, I met a girl, and apparently this woman likes him a lot for his talent. And he says she's very unique. Wait, who did? Who Casey, met the painter. Okay. And he's like, and I think that I'm in love with her, but I don't know. And I don't know what to do about it because I don't think she's in love with me. This, I assume, is the woman who's coming over and beating him for sex. Right, because we saw him yeah. strapped. Yeah. And Bill says... But you don't think she loves you? And he says, no. And he's like, well, how does that make you feel? And he's like, I don't care. While because he's crying. Like... While he's obviously crying. Oh, no. He likes to get done. Listen, men, it's okay. Usually it's the other way around. I feel like women are typically thought of as the submissive. But if you're a male submissive, it's all right. Get it tight. They turn into Buck. Get it right. Get it right. Get it tight. <laughs> turn to Buck. And Buck's like, I don't want to share. He's like... I have been seeing somebody new, and she's very young, but she accepts me for the way that I am. Broken. It leaves it at that. Does he ever share? Yeah, yeah, he will. Okay. Then Bill says to Richie, what about you? And He's Richie, like fucking edging. Richie's like, I don't have any relationships, and I never have. But he's like, I have my brother. Who I want to fuck. He's like, my brother worries a lot about me, and I know that he loves me, but I wish he didn't love me so much sometimes. Uh-oh. He's like, I want more of a life of my own. And he's like, I know everyone here thinks I'm gay, but I'm not, and I don't want to be. What? He's like, I really want to be a woman. Then, okay, I forgot that he was. Yeah. They move on to Clark. That's still, what the fuck? Okay. And Clark's like, I'd like to pass this question. And this pisses Sandra the fuck off. She's like, who do you think you are? You think you're better than us? You don't have to share when you don't want to. You're an insignificant little worm. And they start fighting and screaming at each other. They want to fuck. Clark stands up and he screams, shut up, you promiscuous cunt. Nice. And then he quiets down and he leaves. And he's like, fuck all of you. You all can go fuck yourselves. And he leaves? And he leaves. Nice. So the next day. I want to be a fly in on the wall in this therapy session this is abnormal like shit. every single session it's some crazy. crazy shit the next day bill goes to clark's house to have like a one-on-one talk and clark apologizes for his outburst he's like i normally don't act like that he's like you know i did get fired from my firm and bill says oh my god you're screwing sandra aren't you that's a stretch. I'm sure something else happened I don't remember. And Clark says, I used to be very fond of Sandra, yes. Sandra. Sandra. He's like, but I don't see her anymore because I have this new 
girl in my life. Plus, Sandra was a filthy pig, and that was always a problem in our relationship because Clark has OCD. How was she a filthy pig? She never used to put things away. She threw her her used towels and, like, clothing on the floor, left them in piles. Nothing was ever cleaned or straightened. He has severe OCD, so all these things were problems to him. You know what? I mean, like, that's problems in normal life. And he's like, How did they even start seeing each other? Probably from the therapy session, and that's not totally ethical at all. But even the fact that the, I mean, I guess opposites attract, but... That's a little much. Let it be known that I told somebody I was doing this movie yesterday, and they were like, well, this is definitely in your wheelhouse. And I was like, fuck you. Don't read me to filth like that. It's like, I was like, I meant the therapy part. Because uh, I Are, do do a he... lot of erotic thrillers for this podcast. Clark says, it doesn't matter about me and Sandra because I have a new woman now. Sandra was so jealous when she found out that she broke into my house, and he picks up a dress, and he's like, this belongs to my new girlfriend, and it's cut up, and he's like, Sandra did this. Her rage did this. Maybe you should talk to her more, because obviously she's unhinged. I'm going to say that he's the killer. Okay. So now Bill is on the highway driving. She had a key to his house? I, I, she broke in. Don't they all live in, like, fancy Hollywood shit? Yeah, but she broke in. Okay. Bill is driving on the highway back to Bob. They ADT, yo sponsor. Bill, Bill is driving on the highway back to Bob's house. And he gets a phone call and he picks it up. And it sounds like a child talking. (laughs) And it says, Hello. I see you, Dr. Kappa. (laughs) And he's like, oh. I am the monster. The little one in the red suit from the bird. (laughs) I am the spider monkey. They, They say, like, I'm in a red car and I see you. And he turns around and he sees a red car behind him. And he's like, what fucking six-year-old knows they're, how to drive a they're car? They're saying some fucked up shit to each other. He's like, you know, you probably belong in the loony bin. And that's what he's saying <laughs> to the, the fucking person on the phone. The and they're kid like, driver. shut the fuck up, you cocksucker. I don't know. But <laughs> at some point. It's fucking Elmo. At some point, he sees an exit and just fucking crosses over six lanes of traffic to get off of the highway, but this red car is trailing him. Because we see the POV of the person in the red car looking at, quick enough. at Bill, so we know that somebody is following him, mm-hmm. but we just don't know who it is. You know what's the best thing? You should just per- t- turn. You should just make a fucking Yui on the highway. <laughs> Go down the Drive wrong way. Yeah. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> Try this, bitch. Say that to my face. <laughs> so... They get off the highway. They are hitting each other on the sides. They're chasing each other. They're fucking up roads. They're hitting parked cars. They're fucking hitting in the construction The cones. ultimate road rage. My dream. They end up on a train track, and Bill almost gets hit by a train. He narrowly escapes a train because he's being chased by the red car. And they get split up by the train? Movie cliche. The next scene, I thought that Bill was at a quinceanera or something, <laughs> or like... um. A uh, Spanish party with Hector. Okay. I'm not far off. It's Hector's birthday, and I don't know where he is, but somebody's throwing a party for him. All and right. A lot of people. Yeah. They're they're at like a booth. They're at like a table getting like, like a, buffet a buffet of Mexican food or Spanish food. Yes. Nice. So they're at a party. It's for Hector. It's his birthday. Hector found out information about some of these people at the group therapy. He's like, did you know that Clark is uh, a pedophile? sent his ex-wife to into intensive care? Because he beat her? And he's like, and Sandra, I don't know, I guess so. Sandra stabbed her husband, her last husband, with a knife and fork. Fork. That kid Richie. Dinner. That kid Richie, he's been arrested for drugs and other things. 
And that guy, Casey, he set his father's house on fire. <laughs> oh, okay. All of a sudden, a helicopter flies over this party. And they're like, we're, we're stopping this party to announce that it's Hector Martinez's birthday. Here come the strippers. So that's what y'all are paying your tax money for, by the way. This movie's not real. So everyone starts singing him happy birthday. Well, no. I mean, they did that whole fucking, I'm leaving the force because I won't get the vaccine. And they would make huge fucking announcements over the radios. You didn't see those videos? They were fucking pathetic. So everyone's singing him happy birthday, and now Hector and Bill are sitting down, and they're eating. And Hector says, I couldn't find any information on Buck. So, who is Buck? Right. Then it starts to rain, and the party gets shut down, and he's like, the cake, the cake, somebody get the cake! (laughs) I want to eat it! The next scene, Bill pulls up to Buck's house. Is frosting waterproof? Well, I don't think so. I mean, like, if it drizzled, it wouldn't melt it. My money don't drizzle, drizzle. It melts. <laughs> <laughs> Bill pulls up to Buck's house, and it's still, it's the same night, so it's raining. He sees a car in front of Buck's house, and it has bullet holes in the windshield. So he's kind of like, what the fuck? Okay. Then he goes over to Buck's garage, and inside the garage, there is a red car that looks beat uh, the fuck up. Like the car that was, that was chasing following him? him. Yes. All Buck of a sudden, is really a six-year-old child. All of a sudden, Buck is standing behind Bill with a gun in his hand. Do you want to play Russian roulette? And he says, you caught me at a bad time. So then they go I'm into I'm trying his- to cover up my road rage. <laughs> they go into his house, and they're sitting down in his living room, and Bill says, I don't like guns, and Buck just starts shoving it in his, like, lazy boy. What? So Bill says, is it- I won't use it for foreplay. <laughs> Bill says- is it raining like it was raining that night? And Buck the says... The night that his... Yes. Okay, wife. Yes. That they were driving down a road in a bad neighborhood, and some guy came out of nowhere waving his arms, so they slowed down, and his wife said, you shouldn't stop here because it's mm-hmm. a bad neighborhood. But Buck was like, bad neighborhood, neighborhood. You I'm- know what? That reminds me. One time my dad told me a story. He oh, used God. to be a cabbie when he first came <laughs> to New York. I didn't know that. Yeah, and he was driving through a really bad fucking neighborhood. He described it as there were wooden panels with flowers painted on them in the windows. And he stops at a red light, and a cop car pulls up next to him. And the cop goes, what the fuck are you doing? And my dad's like, what? He's like, why the fuck did you stop at the red light in this fucking neighborhood? (gasps) That's terrible. Jesus Christ. And my dad was like, "Uh, okay, (laughs) and drove away. All right, so back to what I was saying. Buck says... He was stopping for this guy. His wife said, don't stop here. It's a bad neighborhood. He's like, shut up, bitch. And then <laughs> and punches like, her. Besides, the baby was asleep in the back, so I didn't think it was really that big of a deal. What? All of a sudden, they are hit with gunfire. Buck gets out of the way, but his wife was shot in the head twice, and his baby daughter was shot in the head once. Oh, Jesus. They robbed him of a total of $31, and they never caught the guys that did it. Did they steal the car, too, or they just no, shot up the car? they just shot up the car and took whatever they could out of the car. Wow. That's Bill, fucking sad. Bill calls Hector's partner, the dude from ER, Eric LaSalle. Okay. And he says, I need to talk to you. They plan to meet later. Bill goes back to Bob's house, and the door is ajar, the gate or whatever. Mm-hmm. He goes into the kitchen. His Bill Bob house. Bill Bob Baggins. <laughs> he goes into the kitchen. He lives in the side of a hill. <laughs> And Rose is in the kitchen cooking dinner, and all she has is an apron what on, and you see her ass. is wrong with this woman? You see everything. Like, she has a tattoo on the side of her leg. You see it's a rose, because of course she has to get that. 
Fun fact, I have a little tattoo that I got at a convention that's a butcher knife and a rose, and every time people would ask me, I would make a fucking story that my grandma's name was Rose and that my grandfather <laughs> was fuck? a butcher. <laughs> okay. Because one time, I used to teach at like a paint bar thing. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. But one time, a dude was like, oh, what does this... He called it a gang tattoo. He's like, what does this gang tattoo mean? Okay. Bill says, how did you get in here? And she said, oh, the last time I was here, I stole a key. And he's like, okay, how'd you get the alarm to not go off How'd you get the key? How did she know the key code? Oh, ADT? Yeah. She called him. So she starts crying, and she's like, did I make a mistake? Oh, my God. Do you have somebody in the front seat of your car that you're bringing fucking therapy. And he says, no, but, you know, people are getting murdered over here left and right. It's not Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) Well, technically, a lot of people die at Disneyland that you don't know about. She starts crying harder, and she starts apologizing, and he's like, no, it's okay. It's not your fault. No, it's not okay. I know you were trying to cheer me up. They start making out. Y'all need to stop excusing fucking crazy bitches. This doesn't make sense. He's like, you know, I'd make it up for it if you gave me your phone number. And she's like, I can't. I I can't have people running up the phone line. I have a business. What business? She's never mentioned it. Don't you have money? What do you mean? No, she doesn't have money. That's why she doesn't have car insurance. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I got her confused with Sandra. Goddamn, Stephanie. What does she look like? She has, like, kind of shoulder-length auburn, light auburn hair. She has, like, an olive skin complexion. Very, like, white, kind of pushed-out teeth and dark brown eyes and very thin and small. She's a very, like, they they sexualize her a lot because, you know, this is Bill's mysterious woman that he's having a a sexual relationship with in the midst of all the chaos. Mm, Okay. So. She's the murderer. (laughs) Now we cut to, they're in the, the bathtub, Bob's bathtub, the dead man's bathtub, taking a bubble bath, and he is driving mm, a remote, man. he's driving a remote control on her titties, and he's like, we're moving through the Alps, like, Mayday, we're, we're getting fucking stuck. Tokyo Station with her nipples? I swear to God, no, he has a fucking remote control with an antenna in the bathtub, and it's driving this motorized car up her body. You know what, it would make more sense if he had, like, a mini fucking boat in the bathtub. So then he's like... Do they have tub sex? No. Well, oh. they start making out. I was going to say, yo. It alludes to it, but the he's, he's like, I got to wake up at 6 a.m. So is it can't... hot? No. no. No, it's Bruce Willis. He's like my grandfather. You need to look these fucking make I said I would. Oh. He's like, I you can't... You need to text me when you do. He's like, I can't do this. I have to wake up at 6. So the next day, Bill meets with Hector's partner, and he finds out some information about Buck. Okay. Hector's partner is like, you can't tell anybody that I told you this, though. Oh, Right. Pinky promise. So he's like, Buck used to be a cop. He was on the narcotics team, and his partner was Hector. But then Hector what? started fucking his wife. What? <laughs> Yo, Hector killed his wife? It was a fucking setup? Shh. Yo, I wrote this movie. <laughs> you didn't. I did. The partner says, I'll tell you all this stuff, but you can't say anything to Hector. Because if you do, then I'm screwed. He's like... I mean, obviously he's <laughs> keeping it a secret for some fucking reason. Buck found out about their affair, and then two days after that, his wife was murdered. And they never found out who did oh. it. Oh! <gasps> Buck killed his wife! <laughs> but then why kill the fucking baby? It was an accident? <laughs> Shut the This movie makes no sense! Okay. I'm just letting you know this. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I can't stop my brain. Immediately we cut to Casey, and he's working out in his loft studio. And we hear that An Bill... artist that works out? That's unheard of. <laughs> we hear... Have you ever seen The Mummy? 
a very long time ago. Do you remember the guy in The Mummy who, like, has a fez hat and he's, like, trying to get, like, treasure while Brendan yeah. Fraser is, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. who's playing Casey. Okay. So Casey's working out, and at the same time, we hear Bill is leaving him a message. But all of a sudden, we see somebody come up to Casey, but we don't see that person we just hold see... a knife up to his throat. Okay. Or some kind of weapon. I don't remember. All right, whatever. Bill says on the message he'll be over to Casey's place in 30 minutes, and Casey's like, oh, I wasn't expecting you to show up. Do you think 30 minutes is enough to do this? So. What? They're going to have a sexual, like, like they're going to have sex. Oh, it's Because remember, woman. it's a dominatrix. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. I thought someone was, like, actually trying to kill no. him. So it's Casey, just his kink. Casey is tied up, and it looks like he's struggling, like he's being choked. Bill shows up to Casey's apartment. He's ringing the bell. Nobody's answering. He decides he's going to climb up the fire escape and get on his roof. I don't know. He gets onto he the- a fire escape? Yeah. This is like an industrial building, but he has a oh, loft was... apartment in it. Oh, okay. Bill gets up to the roof, and it's all glass windows, and he opens it up and sneaks into the apartment, and there is shit on fire in the apartment. <laughs> He puts the fire out. He goes over to Casey's paintings, which are hanging from the wall, and you can, like, hit a button, and they'll, like, move on a conveyor belt, like, dry cleaning. <laughs> and all of the faces what? of the women that he painted are cut out. Until Bill finally... Finds one painting. He keeps the paintings moving, and then all of a sudden, Casey's dead body comes out, hanging upside Fun. down from the ceiling. Yo. Cut to... The... Oh, oh my God. All right. Sandra is driving down the street with Bonnie in her passenger seat, and they go back to her place, and they start dancing and listening to music on her stereo. Remember stereos? They start grabbing each other. They're drinking champagne, and all of a sudden, they notice that Sandra's next-door neighbor, who is a man, is fucking a woman, and they can see a clear view of this through the window. So they start giggling and spanking each other while watching this go on, and... They're, drink, they're drinking more, and they sit down, and they start making out noise. And Sandra starts to take Bonnie's dress off, and we see that while she's taking her dress off, we see a rose tattoo on Bonnie's hip. What? Bonnie says... Wait, hold on. Is Bonnie Rose? Think what you want. We're going to go forward. That's a yes. Bonnie says that she can't sleep with Sandra because she's in love with somebody else. And she Sandra's, wants real dick. Sandra's like, that's okay. And she takes off Bonnie's ginger wig. And yes, we realize that it's Rose. Could we tell before? Or like, did she have some fucking The first time I watched it, I didn't notice these things. No, there's no prosthetics. So she just has a wig on. She just has a wig on and her makeup looks different. And she has a British accent. No contacts? Nope. Okay. The next I really scene... need to start watching these movies. <laughs> the next scene, Bill is sleeping in the living room of Bob's house, the dead guy. <laughs> and Rose is at the door, and he lets her in. She sits down, and she's like, I'm glad that you're home. She's like, what color are my nipples? And pulls her tits out. That's a new one. That's a good icebreaker, guys. <laughs> Rose says, to be normal like this all the time, oh my god, it would be a pleasure. To just whip your tits out and yeah. be like, what color are my nipples? Her pussy nipples. So, he's also colorblind, so he's definitely the wrong fucking person to ask. Bill says, you know, I don't really know you. It, you have all the power <laughs> in this relationship. I thought he was going to be like, you know I really don't know. I am fucking <laughs> colorblind. No, he says, I don't really know you. You have all And the he's got the pink-purple fucking colorblindness? You have all the power in this relationship because I just sit around. Did you break all- into my house? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not my house. My dead friend's house. Because I just <laughs> sit around and wait for you all the time. Uh, wait, so, hold on. Did you mention that she also had a relationship with Bob? No, I never said that. No? No. But then how did she get 
the key and the alarm shit. He's, she said that she stole it the first time that they were having their fuck sesh 3000 and made a copy. If someone comes to your house and you have a one night stand with them and they make a copy of your dead friend's keys. Puss to bomb. Where the fuck did he have the code for the fucking alarm well, system? Well, he said that and she just like started crying and Was they never like, went back over that again. It's six, six, nine, six, nine. I guess they had sex because now at this point she's wearing his clothes and he's just wearing jorts. Um, dude, this man. He starts showing her photos of Bob. He needs a fucking personal stylist. He starts showing her photos of Bob and Bob's ex-wife and him and his ex-wife because I guess he's divorced. And she's like, do you have more recent photos of you two together? And he's like, yeah, I think so. So he pulls out the photo album that has that Hector the was looking at. Yes, that has the photos of his wife naked. And oh my god, what? That, dude, that's like, yes, I do. Look, my Look best friend pussy. was fucking my wife. <laughs> So, dear God, she starts freaking out. She's like, I don't want to see this, basically. She doesn't say that, but she's like, uh, why don't we go outside? You just flashed me your titties. <laughs> she's like, why don't we go outside and, and sunbathe? So they go outside. And fucking wrestle in the pool again. They're laying on, like, beach chairs or whatever. Okay. She is laying on her stomach forwards. He is laying on his back. He then tells her that one of his patients was killed last night. He was murdered. Talking about Casey. Dun, dun, dun. She has one tear rolling out of her eye when he she hears this. But we but he can't see her face. So he doesn't know that she's crying. Only the audience knows that she's crying. So she's on her stomach turned away from him. She's on her stomach facing this way. He's on his back laying this way. So her head is facing that way. His is facing forward. Her face is facing we the the, the pool or whatever. Her face is this way, he's this way? No. Her face is this way, but so is his, but he can only see the back of her head. Okay. So he I, says... I need some visuals, guys. He says, I have to go get ready because my group session is tonight. She's like, okay. He it's goes upstairs. Monday. He puts the shower on, but he doesn't get into the shower. Instead, he immediately starts to get dressed. He then looks downstairs, and he sees Rose going over to this photo album and pulling out photos out of the photo album. Oh, so it was like a ploy to make her think that he was in the shower? Yes. He catches her. He yells, Rose, what are you doing? And she panics and she runs away, dropping the photos all over the floor. She gets in her Jeep and drives Naked. away. No, she's dressed <laughs> at this point. In her bikini? No, she has like a top and shorts. She gets in her Jeep, drives away. He starts to chase her. He ends up losing her somewhere. In his car or on foot? He's on his car. He's in <laughs> He's on, on top of it. Yes. He's Mr. Bean in the no, no, fucking. No. He has a string that's attached to the wheel and he's on the hood and he's yeah. like directing it. Like Mr. Bean. He ends up driving on a street and someone's like, those stupid bastards, they'll give anybody a license. True. He, lo he loses her. So now we're at the group meet and. The group meet. Clark is counting the books on the shelf again. And he's like, hmm, last week there were 58 books and now there's 59 books. And the week before that, there were 59 books. What's going on? And Sandra <laughs> is standing in the middle of the room looking like, uh-oh. And so Bill uh -oh. says... I mean, someone took a book down to read. What the fuck? Bill says, Sandra... Yo, I swear to God, butterfingers today. Sandra's looking hella guilty. So Bill says to her, Sandra... What smud book are you reading? Where's the book? What kind of books are these? Well, wait a second. I'm going to tell you. Okay. Sandra says, what are you talking about? Bill says, which one did you take? And she admits that she took the book that Bob hid in the sleeve of another book, oh, which were the case notes on everybody I in the group session. about that. 
She says, the minute I realized what I was reading, I put it back, I swear to God. Mm, so I don't believe you. In the group notes, Bob talks about that somebody's threatening him, but he doesn't know who it is, and he suspects that it's somebody in his group. From Monday. Yes. They all sit down, despite finding this out, and Bill tells them They're that shocked. Casey won't be joining them that night, but he doesn't tell them that he's dead. What the fuck? He grabs the book that has Bob notes in it, Bob's notes in it. Bob notes in it. And what falls out is a photo of Rose, naked, standing and posing for this photo. This falls out in front of the group? Yes. Clark picks up the photo and he says, well, okay, wait. Before Clark picks up the photo, Clark says that he mentions in the beginning of the group session, like, my relationship with this woman I was seeing just ended. And on the back of this photo, Rose, because Bill is looking at it, he hasn't shown everybody yet, it says something about a chameleon will do so-and-so to pretend to be many different identities and sneak between environments and people Blend to get some... Basically, uh, yes, this person is doing shit behind people's backs to pretend like they're somebody else. So she's more than two people? So Bill talks... Rose is the kid. Bill says to the group, does anyone know who this is? And holds up her naked photo. And Sandra says... Can you says, see her face? Yes. Okay. Sandra says, that's Bonnie. That's my Bonnie. I know her tits. Buck picks up the photo. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's my Bonnie. Buck has never mentioned anything at this point. What? So well, then, he mentioned vaguely that he was seeing someone. Clark takes the photo and he's like, what are you all talking about? This is my Bonnie. And now they're all fighting over the photo. And Richie picks up the photo and he starts to look at it because he hasn't had it yet because they're all just fucking fighting with each other over nothing. And then everyone's screaming at each other. It cuts to Hector, the detective. Now he's in the room. And he's like, how did you all sleep with the same woman and not know that it was the same person? Because he's caught up at this point, I guess. He heard enough. Yeah. He's like, including you, Mr. fucking analyst, talking about Bill, because this is Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like, and as well as Bob Moore, because he was fucking her too. As well as me. <laughs> and then Bill says, how could you not tell me that you slept with Buck's wife? So now this comes out in front of everybody. Because remember that Hector and Bill used to be yeah, Buck's partner Hector, told him. Hector and Buck used to be partners and he was sleeping with Buck's wife. Yes. And, and Hector's, Hector's new partner told Hector's him. like, who fucking told you that? I didn't tell anybody. And he's like, fuck you. And they start fighting with each other, Bill and Hector. They start choking the shit out of each other. Cool. Buck breaks it up. And he said, I never had the chance to forgive my wife because she died shortly after I found out. So instead, I forgave Hector. So then the session ends. That just makes it seem like you cared more about your partner's feelings than you did about your wife. Or like, I don't know. Oh, whatever. I don't know if it's Bill... It's too much of a coincidence that she died. I don't know if Bill flew back to New York or if Bill's therapist came to L.A. But this next scene, Bill and Larry, his therapist, are meeting. <laughs> it would make more sense that Larry came to L.A., but I'm not going to assume. I so, mean, how much is he paying this fucking therapist? Well, he might just be there on a business trip, and he's like, let me see you just for the sure. sake of it. There's they're a conference a, in town. They're at a gym, and they're talking for a while. Larry's at the hot tub. Bill is sitting on the outside of it talking to Larry. and he, He's got his feetsies dangling in the jacuzzi. He's talking to him about what's going on. I don't really remember what the hell's being said. Bill admits to Larry that he talked to Anderson, that's Hector's partner's name, who told him about Buck's aff wife's affair. ER dude. Yeah. He decides to call Anderson. He's like, hey, I need a favor from you. I was in a hit and run, and the woman sped off on me and didn't give me her information, but I have her license plate number, so can you run it for me so I can oh, find out who she is? And we find out that her name isn't Bonnie or Rose. It's 
So, hold on. You're not going to believe what this ending is. Oh, are we close to it? Yes. Okay. So, after Bill gets on the off the phone with Anderson, he's driving somewhere. He drives to a parking lot, and we see that a beat-up red, like, car, sports car or Corvette is following him. It's the same car from, from the before. highway chase, yes. And it's the same car from Buck's house? No. I don't think so, at least. It it was so just that a was coincidence, just a co- yes. What the fuck? We understand now that Buck's past has a lot to do with, like, you know, his involvement with the police force and Hector. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's capable of murdering Bob. Okay. I'm so fucked up that I'm like, let me let me You're give you the truth. <laughs> really? Yeah. Better than I was. Bill's leaving the garage. He parks at the, the rooftop of this garage. Mm-hmm. The red car backs up and drives into his car as he's leaving the garage. So now he's on the floor, the ground floor. The red Corvette or car or whatever hits into Bill's car, smashes it so hard it falls off the fucking roof and almost hits Bill while he's he's walking away. Yes. (laughs) And he screams like violently. What the fuck? It's raining cars. In the meantime, Anderson runs those plates and instead of calling Bill, he gives the information to Hector. He's like I want to make a peace treaty. Hector's like, you really fucked me, you know that? He's like, well, oh, that's why I'm giving you... he found out that he told him about yeah. Buck? He's like, well, that's why I'm giving you this information before I hand it over to Bill. I'm glad... Bi- you know what? I feel like cops, especially if there's some kind of fucking investigation, they're not going to give you fucking info. <laughs> Bill decides to go back to Nino Myers because he wants to talk to Nino Myers... Nino Myers' the wife. The therapist before, yeah. yeah. And she starts yelling, like, leave me alone. Get away from here. I'll call I'm the police on you. fucking old. He breaks the fucking door down. Bill and does. He, yes. He's, like, holding her by the collar. He's like, I'm in danger, and I need your help. And he starts pushing her onto her couch because he's like, I'm going to get fucking murdered if you don't tell me what's going on. Okay. Excessive. So he says, tell me about Richie Dexter, which is his patient. Yeah. And she yells out, Richie Dexter is dead. What the fuck? He killed himself four years ago. Bill asks why, and she says, because he couldn't stand what my husband was doing to him. I'm so confused. He hung himself with a belt when he was 12 years old, and the only oh thing the only thing that he had left, he, survi- he was survived by his brother Dale. And she says, if Richie was alive today, he would be 16 years old. And she's, like, crying, like, telling him this information. He's listening. And then she says, oh, he also had a sister named Rose. Hold on. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? What? You're not going to guess. There's a person pretending to be Richie. Who do you think is pretending to be Richie? I mean, I don't want to say roses because that's just it fucking is. it. Dude, shut <laughs> the fuck up. Are you fucking serious? I swear to God. He's fucking her, but he can't see that this fucking child. I... Okay. I what? That's fucking stupid. Could you tell? After I watched it the first time, I never picked up on it the first time. I need to fucking watch. You, what the <laughs> fuck? So Bill leaves, obviously. He's freaked out. He runs to Dale's shop. You hear a woman crying in pain, and Bill looks up, and Wait, he's- who's Dale again? Dale is the brother of Richie. Okay. Who wanted him out of therapy. Got it. He looks up at this, like, what fucking industrial, fuck? like, gate floor, and he sees Richie sitting in a chair crying. So Bill runs up stairs- he, he goes over to Richie, and Richie's back is all, like, cut up and shit, and he's bleeding. And Bill says, what did he do to you? And Richie says, what I deserve. Bill says he has to see Rose, and he Does starts- Does he sound like a man? 
she a little bit he has a deep voice bill starts taking off his glasses he pulls his hairpiece off he has glasses yes this is so fucking stupid rose says you have to go or you need to fuck me as a boy rose says you have to go or you're gonna make it worse and bill says was it your idea to become richie i was about to ask and she says no it just happened and when richie died dale buried his body in somebody's backyard and (laughs) what (laughs) he would yell at cemetery shit he would yell at me richie come here and when i said to him my name is rose he would hit me so hard i would black out and become unconscious and then he would do things to me as if i was richie and it made me not want to be a woman what what (laughs) what and so so she said i was richie from then on out yo the way okay (laughs) hold on because this makes me think that he was trying to like cut her tits off or some shit like that like what the fuck you're gonna find out why in a second does it make sense? He said, no. <laughs> he said, oh, so what happened to Rose? And Rose says, she forgot about Rose. <laughs> okay. He said, so what happened? <laughs> what the f- Yo, this is the biggest <laughs> fucking curveball. What the fuck is happening? How? He says, what? so what happened? So hold on. Every time that she was she rich, was, she would she always be the brother. everybody in the group. Before. As Bonnie. And then she also was Richie. And then she was sleeping with the, Bill as the Rose. stupid. There's no fucking way that someone wouldn't be like. So Bill said, what happened to Rose then? And Rose said, she forgot about herself. And then Obviously Richie got. Not. I'm fucking her. And then Richie. No, she's saying this. She's speaking about herself in the third person. And oh, then Richie got busted. And she had to go to group because it was court mandated. And so she was scared to be Rose anymore. So they didn't so know that, that Richie's dead? No. So that's why Bonnie How came much out. did she look like fucking Richie that she could pretend to be him? He that p- she could pretend to be a fucking 12-year-old boy. Is like 18 at this point. He was 16. He would have been 16. He looked like a... She did look was like a teenager. Was she the middle child or the youngest? I guess so. The middle. What the fuck? So this is too much. He pulls off a cover off her hands and legs and she's nailed to a chair like she has nails in her hand he starts to pull them out with a with a hammer there's a hammer yeah he pulls one i don't know and then he just pulls a hammer out of his ass she starts to morph into richie like it's another personality and dale all of a sudden comes uh, that's what it is it's like she's became borderline personality disordered because of all this switching between identities because her brother forced her to be Richie and started molesting her as Richie. I know that's not how that works. So Dale comes out of nowhere and starts shooting at Bill and Rose with his nail gun. And then all of a sudden... That's also not how nail guns work, people. What the fuck? Hector jumps in and he holds a gun up to Dale. And he's like, don't fucking move. And then when he like... Don't fucking do it. He looks over to Bill really quickly, Hector. And that's when Richie... That's when Dale starts shooting his nail gun at the cop. And he starts nailing his hand to a fucking wall. Yeah, okay. So... It would just fucking bounce off of you. Hector says, run away and... Bill and Rose run away. Some fucking piece of furniture falls on Bill, and then all of a sudden Dale comes up behind him and starts to tie his neck with a belt and to a cage. There's a cage on this room? What the fuck are they? They're in the industrial studio where he makes furniture. They're in a fucking vet's office? They're in a nine-inch nails video. Why does he have a fucking cage at the fucking carpentry place? So Bill says, you got your brother killed because you knew it was what was happening to him because the same thing happened to you too, and you made Rose become Richie. So So their dad molested them? No, no, no. The doctor, Dr. Niedemeyer, was molesting Richie, but before he molested Richie, he started molesting Dale. And then when Dale got too old, he started molesting Richie. 
You and you can't no. <laughs> you can't if you're if your fucking kids are going to therapy at fucking eleven or twelve or whatever the fuck. But they were a state of the ward. They didn't have a family. They were foster kids that all kind of stuck together. Uh, There's not uh, enough backstory to fucking analyze this, it, but whatever. No. Dale says you're smart, like Bob was, and because of that, I had to put a stop to Bob. What? Bill says, "Why did you do it?" And Dale says, because that little bitch Rose was sneaking out and fucking Bob, and Bob was going to recognize Richie in group, so I had to kill Bob. But then you, she, what, oh my, and, what, did, what? And he's like, and now you know too much too, so I have to cut you up into little pieces and leave you behind. Well, first I'm going to suck your dick. But then before he can do anything, he gets shot in like the shoulder by a nail gun, and we see that Rose found the nail gun and she's shooting at her brother. Okay. Dale looks at his shoulder. She needs to shoot him in the fucking dick. And he, and Dale looks at his shoulder, and he says Richie and she says my name is Rose and then before he can lunge at her he shoots she shoots him in the head with a nail gun and the minute he falls to the ground she starts to scream no and then starts to try to shoot herself in the fucking neck with the you nail gun did it. what the fuck oh my god so then she runs away and she starts climbing up a water tower of this industrial what? building and Bill gets loose from his neck restraint and starts following her. Is this fucking Highlander? Like, what yes. the fuck? The roof is going to flood? They're going to start fucking playing Marco Polo on the oh fucking roof in the I water? I think my... Oh, no, that's just the last page. I thought my shit froze. Um, so I thought you were going to say, oh, no, I didn't finish the movie. She's getting ready to jump off the roof, and he says to her, if you go, I go. I swear to God. Bill says, please just come down. There's no risk in dying. And she's, like, getting ready to come back to him, but she accidentally slips and almost falls off the, the water no tower. There's no risk in dying? So he swings in on a chain and Oh, he's fucking Tarzan yes. now. Okay. <laughs> saves her. And they're both on the ceiling of this roof, and they're, like, crying as they're holding each other. Then... A light on the roof that is yellow turns red, and he looks up at it and smiles as if his color blindness is cured. And (laughs) and then all you hear is Hector screaming. He's like, get me some help, you motherfuckers. Bring me somebody to help me. I need band. He needs what? I need (laughs) band-aids. And then they're laughing. Bitch, you're fucking crucified. They're holding each other and laughing at him on the roof. And then the movie ends. Wow. What? All right, here's my two trivia facts what because in the most of the fuck? trivia facts were like about the director and and I don't know writer fighting or whatever. I don't give a shit about that. The film was a box office failure, but I mean I've never heard of it, so yeah. Th- this film was one of the top twenty most rented films in 1995 for obvious reasons. Because of the titties? Yes, because of all the sex scenes. Yo, Maxim fucking Ma- people in the 90s were horny as fuck. Maxim magazine named this film sex scenes as the best sex scenes in film history. I beg to differ. I was going to say, from how you explained it, it don't seem that way. It wasn't. So, yeah, that's my movie. Did you like it? What the f- I, I just- Is this how you like it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say, because all I'm thinking is, what the fuck happened? Oh, yeah, I know. There's a lot of that, so hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I did my best. I mean, like- I shouldn't have picked this movie. The beginning I followed, but that the end, I- What? <laughs> True love is what this movie is about. Five stars. <laughs> you have to see it. I know. I need to watch. We should watch all the movies we've done. Oh, hell no. I mean, if, okay, if we get big enough, we have a Twitch stream, we could do live movie watches. I mean, it was entertaining. Seems fucking crazy. I saw this movie more than once, so, you know, I had to suffer through it more than Multiple once. Multiple times? Yes. Meet you, Pete James. I hope you appreciate it. I am more fucked up now than I was an hour ago, so. Yeah, I need to pee again. Yep, me too. I mean, that's, that's the standard for the end of the episode. Hope, 
hope I did. I got an email. Hope that you enjoyed it. I did not, but <laughs> that's okay. I am here to service you. That sounds weird. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Hope you have a good night. Or afternoon or morning. Make sure that you rate us on any platform that you listen to your podcast to. And make sure you drink some water. Yeah. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.